Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Do you ever wonder where all your money went? Like every single time you look at your bank account? Honestly, it's probably all those subscriptions. I felt that way too until I got Rocket Money. Rocket Money helped me see all the subscriptions I'm paying for, and it was eye-opening. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it all adds up so quickly. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Tonight, showdown at the southern border. It's a shame that this whole thing has become politicized. President Biden and former President Trump travel to Texas and blame each other for the immigration crisis. As thousands of migrants, not just from Central and South America, but India, China and Africa, continue to cross into the U.S. every day. Neither the wall nor this rugged, punishing terrain is enough to stop the determination of these asylum seekers. The CBS Evening News starts now. I'm Nora O'Donnell, and thank you for being with us. We do want to begin tonight with the dueling visits at the southern border by the two frontrunners in this year's election, showcasing the record number of migrant crossings that are overwhelming resources along the border and in major cities across the country. President Biden was in Brownsville, Texas, where he issued a political dare to Donald Trump to join him in pressing House Republicans to help secure the border by passing the Senate's bipartisan security bill. Now, 325 miles away, Trump was in Eagle Pass, where he took a much different approach, unleashing attacks on Biden, Democrats and migrants, but not proposing a legislative solution. A record 2.4 million migrants were apprehended at the U.S.-Mexican border in 2023, and immigration has become the top issue for many voters heading into the 2024 election. CBS's Ed O'Keefe is traveling with the president, and he'll start us off tonight from Texas. The president and the former president who wants to replace him in the White House played the blame game today along the U.S.-Mexico border. This is a Biden invasion over the past three years. President Biden said it was Donald Trump who urged House Republicans to kill the bill that would have beefed up security at the border. It's time for the speakers and some of my Republican friends in Congress who are blocking this bill to show a little spine. After a record number of illegal crossings last year, President Biden, who toured the border in Brownsville, Texas, is trying to show he's addressing an issue that more than 60 percent of voters call a very serious concern. 
just hours before the president's arrival here in Brownsville, U.S. Border Patrol and Texas State Police say they stopped people on the other side of the border from bringing across drugs. But Chris Cabrera of the Border Patrol said that with illegal crossings into this part of Texas down recently, the president has come too late. But I think uh, the timing's a little off. I mean, if he would have come a year ago, two years ago, three years ago. Trump, who visited Eagle Pass more than 300 miles away, continued exploiting a crisis that he couldn't solve either, hoping it'll put him back in the White House. Allies say he's planning mass deportations and detention camps, if elected. Today, he sought to falsely connect President Biden to the recent murder of a Georgia nursing student by a Venezuelan migrant who entered the country illegally in 2022. The monster that charged, uh, charged in the death is an illegal alien migrant who was led into our country and released into our communities by crooked Joe Biden. The president, who didn't address Trump's attacks, said they should work together. Join me. Or I'll join you in telling the Congress to pass this bipartisan border security bill. We can do it together. As president, Trump severely restricted asylum and required migrants to await their court hearings in Mexico. When President Biden took office, he reversed those policies, but is now considering employing an executive power used by Trump to suspend asylum. The former president also met with Texas Governor Greg Abbott today, who's at war with the Biden administration for implementing his own border crackdown installing National Guard troops and razor wire barriers in Eagle Pass. But we spoke to local resident Adam Rodriguez, who says concerns there are overblown. We've raised our kids here, you know, and, and there's never been any criminal element. You don't have to worry about walking down the street. Notably, Governor Abbott's border crackdown suffered a legal setback just today as a federal judge rejected a new Texas law that would allow state police to arrest and prosecute people crossing the border illegally. Critics call it a form of racial profiling. The governor says he'll appeal the case all the way to the U.S. Supreme Court. Nora? A big issue at O'Keefe, thank you. While the two leading presidential candidates are focusing on the border crisis in Texas, we've learned that migrant crossings are shifting toward California, which has seen a sharp increase in recent months. CBS's Adam Yamaguchi reports from along the southern border in the Golden State. These migrants are taking their first perilous steps on U.S. soil as they navigate a steep and rocky maze along California's southern border. For the last few minutes, we've seen at least 50 or so people come down. This pretty rugged, punishing terrain here. They arrive by the dozens at this border gap, roughly 70 miles east of San Diego. This entire region saw nearly 25,000 illegal crossings in January alone from countries around the world. So this woman uh, is from Brazil. She just came down uh, the ridge here, and she was explaining to me that she was in Tijuana and got injured. She was essentially caught in a crossfire between um, warring gangs and the police. Despite the dangers, many are now choosing routes through California rather than cross at the Texas border. It's better than the other border. Better meaning easier? Not easier. There's nothing easy about this. We met up with Abdul Taleb Ali and other migrants who were bused to San Diego and released after being processed by Border Patrol. Taleb Ali is from Mauritania in Africa. He's seeking asylum after leaving behind a wife, infant son, and a nursing career. So right now, a lot of Americans would say, you shouldn't be here. And they are right. This is their country. But I'm just, uh, just a guy who's looking for safety and security. We followed Taleb Ali as he made his way to the San Diego airport. And within hours, New York City. He's staying at the shelter for now. I used to sleep in my home next to my wife and my son. And now I'm sleeping next to a thousand men that I don't even know. Like a homeless person. 
Nor this is the group of migrants that's come down from the mountains. Neither the wall nor this rugged, punishing terrain is enough to stop the determination of these asylum seekers. This is what policymakers and border officials are up against. Eye-opening. Adam Yamaguchi, thank you so much. Let's go overseas now to Gaza, where there is growing international outrage after more than 100 people were killed when Israeli troops opened fire on civilians gathered around food aid trucks in Gaza City. According to eyewitnesses, many were killed in an ensuing stampede as people ran from the gunfire. CBS Zimtiaz Tayeb reports tonight from Israel. A truck once carrying life-saving aid now piled with the bodies of those who had come in desperation for help. Eyewitnesses told CBS News Israeli forces opened fire as people crowded around the convoy carrying basics like flour. Israel's military released this heavily edited drone video of what it says shows how many were killed in a stampede around the aid trucks. But admitted to shooting at a smaller group of people, which it described as a, quote, imminent threat. How do you define a threat? Anybody approaching the forces, despite being um, warned not to, pose a threat. How do you account for the fact that we have seen people with gunshot wounds to their chest, to their arms? No, I can't confirm that. The injured were rushed to the few functioning hospitals in Gaza City. Doctors told CBS News the majority of the dead were from gunshot wounds. Israeli tanks came out and then they opened fire, this man says. This is my brother who went to bring food for his children. This latest violence also led to a grim milestone. The Hamas-run Ministry of Health says more than 30,000 Palestinians, mainly women and children, have been killed since the start of the war between Israel and Hamas. That's about one in 70 people in Gaza, half a million of which are also facing acute starvation, according to the UN, with the Pentagon now actively planning airdrops of aid into Gaza, which can't come soon enough. And tonight, President Biden acknowledged the shootings would complicate the talks, while a Hamas spokesman told CBS News they could not negotiate with Israel while Palestinians were being killed in what he described as cold blood. Nora. MTS Tayeb, thank you. Turning now to that massive wildfire in Texas, which is now the largest in state history and has already burned more than one million acres. An 83-year-old grandmother was killed. Homes and businesses have been destroyed and thousands of cattle are likely dead. CBS's Dave Malkoff continues our reporting now with news on how the cold weather is now creating problems for first responders and those left without power. The massive Smokehouse Creek fire remains only 3% contained as firefighters across the state fight for control. It is one of five major wildfires furiously scorching a path of destruction across the Texas panhandle. We had to watch from three miles away as, as our neighborhood bird. At least one person has been killed. 83-year-old Joyce Blankenship was found inside her home north of Amarillo. The panhandle is where the majority of cattle in Texas are raised, and now thousands of livestock are feared dead. I run to the door and I see it looks like Armageddon. This morning, first responders worked in snow and freezing temperatures. Residents are now returning to what's left of their homes and lives. That was my front door. Tyler McCain's family got out just hours before their home burned to the ground in Fritch in the center of the panhandle. I want your house. You want your house? 
McCain posted his three-year-old daughter's emotional reaction on social media. Tonight, the family is staying in a home offered to them by a stranger on Facebook. We're in that Airbnb until Monday. After that, we got to figure out what we're doing. But <laughs> day by day, you know. While they're still assessing the damage here in Fritch, these wildfires have now grown so large that a federal team is on its way to take over operations starting tomorrow morning. Nora? Dave Malkoff, thank you. For a look at how the weather will impact the fires in the days ahead, as well as a potentially historic blizzard on the West Coast, let's bring in meteorologist Mike Bettis. He's from our partners at the Weather Channel. Good evening, Mike. Nora, good evening. Unfortunately, the weather's not helping matters across the Lone Star State. We know that dry and windy conditions will persist into the weekend. We have fire weather watches and red flag warnings extending from New Mexico and Texas all the way into Iowa through Saturday. And here's the major factor in all this. Significant wind picking back up, especially this weekend, where winds may be gusting as high as 50 miles per hour again, fanning those flames. We expect rapid spread of the fire to continue. The rain that's falling actually falls well to the east of where the Smokehouse Creek fire is burning here in the panhandle of Texas. And then our attention turns to the west. We've got a monster winter storm that's crashing in right now. Significant snow and rain as well. Some spots at high elevation or could see six feet or more of snow and blizzard warnings in effect across California and Nevada. Mike Bettis, thank you. Now to some breaking news. Alabama lawmakers in the state Senate and House have passed bills that they say give protections to clinics that provide in vitro fertilization services. Now, this follows the state's Supreme Court ruling that gives embryos the same rights as children. A final bill is expected to head to the governor's desk next week for her signature. We want to turn now to a serious cyber attack on one of the nation's largest healthcare companies. For more than a week, the attack has disrupted prescription orders at pharmacies all over the country. And as CBS and Nicole Skanga reports, a lot of people are now scrambling to get their medicine. A cyber attack on the healthcare provider Change Healthcare is wreaking havoc nationwide as hospitals and pharmacies can't get paid and patients can't get prescriptions. So, I mean, we've seen a lot of claims coming through as a rejected claim where obviously insurance providers are not being able to pay because of this attack. The company discovered the hack on February 21st, disconnecting impacted systems immediately. Parent company United Health stated in a federal filing. Change Healthcare says it processes 15 billion transactions annually, touching one in three U.S. patient records. I can tell you that this cyber attack has affected every hospital in the country one way or another. John Regi is a national advisor at the American Hospital Association. It's not a data crime. It's not a white collar crime. These are threats to life. In a since-deleted post on the dark web, a Russian-speaking ransomware group known as Black Hat claimed responsibility, alleging they stole more than six terabytes of data, including sensitive medical records. Change Healthcare says it's established workarounds for patients. For smaller hospitals, are we talking about months, weeks, days? The smaller, less resource hospitals, our safety net, critical access, rural hospitals certainly do not operate with months of cash reserves. Could be just a matter of days or a couple of weeks. And Nicole is with us. What is the FBI doing? The FBI is investigating this malicious hack, and according to U.S. records, hundreds of breaches at hospitals and clinics nationwide are currently under investigation by various federal agencies, Nora. So frustrating for so many people. Nicole Skanga, thank you very much. 
Well, now to a major breakup in the business world. Weight Watchers announced today that Oprah Winfrey is stepping down from its board of directors after nearly 10 years. Well, the company's stock fell sharply today on that news. CBS's Nikki Batiste has more on what this could mean for the iconic brand. We all want to be healthier. But let's just get real. We also want to lose weight. Oprah Winfrey's weight has been in the public eye for decades. She's been on Weight Watchers board since 2015 when she acquired a 10% stake in the company. I've never felt deprived. The weight loss company said Wednesday Winfrey is stepping away from its board. Shares of Weight Watchers stock dropped 20%. In December, Winfrey said she was using a weight loss medication as a maintenance tool, and she was, quote, done with shaming. I hiked up Stone Canyon today, all the way to the top, two miles straight up. In a statement, Weight Watchers said, Oprah has been an inspiring presence and passionate advocate for our members. We will dearly miss her presence on the board. What is happening today in our culture when it comes to weight health? It's always about separating the health issues from the weight and appearance issues. Dr. Melanie J sat on a panel with Winfrey last year. You still have to manage the medications long term. You still have to make changes to your lifestyle. Winfrey says she is donating all of her Weight Watchers stock to the National Museum of African American History and Culture. Nikki Batiste, CBS News, New York. Now, this news college basketball sensation, Caitlin Clark, makes a big announcement about her future. We've got the exciting details. That's next. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only fourteen ninety five. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Tonight, a bombshell announcement in sports. Iowa superstar Caitlin Clark says she's entering the WNBA draft, giving up a fifth year of college eligibility granted during the COVID pandemic. Clark is just 18 points away from breaking the NCAA's all-time scoring record held by Pistol Pete Maravich. In a post on Instagram, Clark thanked her teammates, her coaches, and the fans who, quote, came out to support us across the country, especially the young kids. Excited to see what she'll do. 
Millions of students have had to put their college decisions on hold. We'll tell you why. That's next. This is the time of the year when many high school seniors choose their college, but millions are in limbo, still waiting to hear how much financial aid they can expect. In tonight's Money Watch, CBS's Meg Oliver reports on the chaos created by computer glitches. Congratulations on your admission. And another one. Congratulations on your admission. High school senior Jalen James from New Jersey is a three-sport athlete with good grades and six college acceptance letters. You've had quite a few. Yeah. Jalen will be the first in her family to attend college, but where she ends up depends on the amount of financial aid she receives from each school, offer she already should have. My mom will not let me commit without knowing my financial aid because, like, I don't want to come out of college with a bunch of debt. The delays are due to the U.S. Department of Education's overhaul of the free application for federal student aid, known as FAFSA. The new form is now shorter and simpler, but computer glitches have led to a botched rollout. Typically, forms are released October 1st. Once submitted, the data is sent to colleges within one to three days, which is then used to calculate financial aid. But this year, the application forms came out three months late, and schools will not receive the data until the first half of March. How are universities responding? Some universities are pushing certainly their priority deadlines for grants. State agencies are doing the same thing. We don't know yet whether institutions are going to be able to change their decision deadlines. Pressure is mounting for Jalen. Most of the schools she's applied to require a deposit May 1st. My biggest worry, I would say, is there's not enough time. If there wasn't a delay, would you have already picked your college? Oh, God. Yes. Students like Jalen can only hope the FAFSA fumble doesn't delay their dream. Meg Oliver, CBS News, Wayne, New Jersey. Heart of America is next with a special birthday for a very special woman. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Finally, tonight's Heart of America, meet birthday girl Mary Lee Forsyth, who turns 100 years old today. The Oklahoma centenarian is a rare leap year baby, born February 29th, 1924, and became that date comes around, because that date comes just around once every four years, today is actually her 25th birthday. She's celebrating in style with a large gathering at a local church, but she admits to having a difficult time slimming down the guest list. Her family includes two kids, four grandkids, and 11 great-grandkids. Forsyth says the most special thing about her 100 years is being in her hometown of Sand Springs, Oklahoma, where it all began. 
We got a chance to speak to her ahead of the big day. I've lived here all my life. I was born here and traveled a long way of all over the world, but it's home. And I love all these people. Well, happy 25th birthday to Mary Lee Forsyth. She is tonight's Heart of America. And we checked. There are only 362,000 Americans who have a leap year birthday. That's tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell. Good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.